0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? It's Joshua, and I just want to give a shout-out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. Go pets Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words podcast. Big Mouth Small Words sports talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. My goodness. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 183 of the Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Last week was the week from hell. (laughs) I mean, really, it was so bad. I had my basement flood not all of it, a little bit of it. It was terrible. I was out of power for four days. If you live in Boston, in the Boston area, you know what I went through. But um, it was horrible. And because I didn't do a podcast, the Bengals lost to the Jets, which was just a complete embarrassment. And I hated everything. I went seven wins and six losses in my weekly picks. (laughs) And it's not right. I mean, seriously, it it went about as bad as it could have. But but my power's back on, my brain's back on, I'm ready to rebound in a big way, I'm going to go over my week 9 NFL picks, and then I'm going to talk a little UFC, I remember the last time Batch was sitting over there, he was saying that I got to talk more UFC, and he was correct, so I'm going to start this off, these are random games, I'm just going to shoot through them, and I'm going to talk UFC. So, we got the 7-1 and one Green Bay Packers versus the 4-4 four and four Kansas City Chiefs. This game would have been awesome. This game would have been the game of the week, and it would have been dope. But Aaron Rodgers apparently has COVID. So if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. We have seen a bunch of quarterbacks come in and figure it out. But against the Chiefs at home, I'm going to take the Chiefs at negative seven. I feel like the Chiefs should be able to absolutely destroy the Packers with no Aaron Rodgers which moves us to the 2-5 and New York Jets versus the 3-5 and Indianapolis Colts. The Jets looked amazing against my Bengals, but you know what? It was an easy game plan. I watched the whole game over because I'm a psychopath, and uh, literally the whole game was just screens and dump-offs. So all the Colts have to do is watch a little bit of tape, and they're going to destroy them. I don't think lightning is going to strike twice. And um, even though the Colts have underperformed like all year, They're better top to bottom. They're just a better team. They're coming off a a tough loss, so I think uh, what is the spread? Ten. I don't care. I'm taking the Colts at ten, big time. Then we got the five and two Vegas Raiders versus the two and six New York Giants. The Raiders are dealing with a lot lately, man. I mean, the coach failed them. Henry Ruggs failed them, and I'm not even gonna give that piece of trash any of my time. He failed himself. He's a piece of garbage. Fuck that guy, and I hope he rots in jail for the rest of his life. So, even with all the distractions that the Raiders are dealing with, they're coming off of a bye, and they should be able to beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants suck. So, take the Raiders at negative three, I would say. Move on to the three and four Atlanta Falcons versus the five and two New Orleans Saints. The Falcons looked like they were starting to get some mojo going. And then Calvin Ridley was like, I got family problems and I'm not around. I'm not going to speak on it because I don't know what this man is going through, so I can't speak on things that I don't know. But uh, Calvin Ridley not playing is killing the Falcons. I mean, they need that number one wide receiver threat. They had already lost Julio Jones, and they need Calvin Ridley. So the Saints defense, I would assume, is going to feast on Matt Ryan. They're going to triple-team Kyle Pitts. And, um... Yeah, the Falcons are screwed. I don't see any way that they win this game, so take the New Orleans Saints at negative 6. We move on to the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills versus the 1-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought coming off a bye against a bad team would be able to score points. They couldn't figure it out. They absolutely suck. Oh, my God. The Bills might score 50 on them, honestly. It's, it's going to be an embarrassment, so... The spread is 14. I don't care. Spread could have been 20. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at negative 14. I'm taking it all the way to the bank. Oh, baby. That brings me to the 4-4 four and four Cleveland Browns versus the 5-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals. Mike Wolf, if you're listening right now, we should uh, watch this game together and beat the shit out of each other <laughs> because this one is going to be a good one. For those who don't know the history uh, of the Battle of Ohio, with the Bengals and the Browns, it's always crazy. It doesn't matter if each team is good, one's good, one's bad. It does not matter. The games are always crazy. This is going to be no different. So I know the Browns aren't looking that great. I know the Bengals were on a roll, but then they hit a snag, and the easy thing to say is, oh, well, the Bengals will come back and and they'll go off. Listen, man, I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I was going to take the Browns. I was until I saw the spread. The spread being under three, I can't help myself. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals because Chad Ochocinco is going to be in the building. They're back home. They're a different team at home. And uh, yeah, at negative three, it's tough to not take the Bengals. So I'm going to take the Bengals at negative three. I hope that they win by more than three. I hope that they uh, make a statement and do something and figure it out. But we're going to see. We're going to figure it out. Which moves me on to the four and four New England Patriots versus the four and four Carolina Panthers. Um, I really don't even know what to say about this game because the Patriots make no friggin' sense. I mean, I will be sure that they're trash and then they will come out and do what they did against the Chargers and just be a legitimate team. The Panthers at home, Gilmore is obviously gonna want a revenge game. He looks decent. I I think that Panthers defense is going to be good. I actually think I saw that CMC might play.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This is a tough one. What is the spread here? It is negative 3.5. All right, so 3.5-point spread. I think the Patriots win by more than a field goal here. I think. I mean, they should. Kind of judging off of what they did last week. Um the Panthers I want to believe that they can be good and I like their defense but without a legitimate running game it's kind of tough for them they're not the same team they need that stud running back to carry the load and and to help them out and they don't have that right now so take the Patriots at negative 3.5 which brings us to the 4 and 4 Denver Broncos versus the 6 and 1 Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott's back and honestly, even if he wasn't, the Cowboys are feeling themselves so much right now that it's hard for me to pick against them. It's hard for anyone to pick against them. The Broncos, the, they're just starting to not really look like much. And the boys are on the rise, man. I can't say enough about the Cowboys. It's a scary spread, like net, like eight and a half. That's tough, man. That's tough. But uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I'm going to take the Cowboys at negative 8.5 which brings me to the three and four Minnesota Vikings versus the five and two Baltimore Ravens. The Vikings have a lot of talent, but they can't seem to put it together. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's a Kirk cousins thing. I don't know if it's a offensive line thing. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know, but the Ravens are mad. They're coming off a bye week I see Baltimore putting the frigging hammer down. I mean, they need to win this game. I really hope the Vikings pull something out of their ass and find a way to beat Baltimore. But in Baltimore, after they got embarrassed by the Bengals, no way. I'm taking the Ravens at negative 5.5. That is five. That going to happen. I mean, the Ravens are going to smash. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a lock of the week there. Smash them. Lock of the week. Oh. it's closed. Which brings us to a terrible, terrible, awful game. The 1-7 Houston Texans versus the 1-7 Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure if the Dolphins are capable of beating any NFL team by a touchdown, and because of that, I'm going to go with the Texans at plus seven. I, like, my head tells me that Tua is going to go off in this game, but I think that sometimes he never does. I just don't have any faith in the Dolphins, so I'm going to go Texans plus seven. We got the four and three LA Chargers versus the three and five Philadelphia Eagles. The Chargers embarrassed themselves last week. They really messed up against the Patriots, and they need to win this game. I think that it's going to be very close. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be right there. I think the Eagles are going to use home field advantage, and they're going to be crushing it. And I think the Chargers pull off a late-game heroic field goal. I'm going to take the Chargers at negative 2.5. That brings me to the 7-1 and Arizona Cardinals versus the 3-4 and San Francisco 49ers. This game is going to be close. It's in San Francisco. You know the 49ers defense are going to bring it. They need this win so bad. But the Cardinals are coming off their first loss of the season. they got to get back on track. As soon as I saw the spread, I don't know how you don't take the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals at negative 2.5. I mean, they're going to win by a field goal, so taking that. And then we've got the 6-2 Tennessee Titans versus the 7-1 LA Rams. No Derrick Henry. Equals no faith in the Titans. I'm sorry. They got to prove to me that they can win without him. Ryan Tannehill inspires no confidence in me. I think that they will be one-dimensional. I think they will be exposed, beaten, smashed, victimized. I think they're all done. So I'm taking the Rams at negative 7.5 all friggin' day. And now those were my picks. Those are my picks. I ran through them because I want to talk about UFC 268. And you know what's awesome? I'm looking at my phone. I'm glad that I waited to do this because I got some breaking news. The UFC main card is going to start with Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler? I mean, are they serious? How do you even... Wow. I mean, that that's insane. I mean, this fight is one that we all wanted to see, and they're not going to make us wait for it. You've got to respect that. Not to mention, if you didn't know already, Bruce Buffer, back. Joe Rogan, back. I mean, the UFC, this, this event is going to be a nostalgia, amazing, fantastic. I mean, even if the fights blow, which they won't. What an energy this is going to be. I cannot friggin' wait as an MMA fan. I can't wait to watch this event. So with Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, you know that both these guys are going to move forward. You know that both these guys are going to go for the kill. And I think both of them are going to get hurt in this fight. I think they come out super strong. Someone gets rocked. They move back. They clench. Then maybe the other guy gets rocked. There's no way this goes the distance. If it does, then both of them are going to be very slow at the end of this fight. So I love Chandler. and I would love to see him win. But I got Justin Gaethje in this one. I hate it. I hate it. It annoys me. I just think that Justin Gaethje's chin is going to hold up. And I think that's going to be the difference. Chandler, I'm not sure, can take a shot after getting knocked out by Oliveira the way he did. And I'm going to say that Gaethje finishes Chandler in the second round. So that's my prediction there. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Very, very interesting fight. I mean, it's tough to call because I'm not sure what Frankie Edgar has left. I've been watching this dude for years, and although he has great heart and he has fantastic skill, Time catches up with everyone that's not named Tom Brady. So he's coming off of a brutal KO loss. I mean, it was bad. And Vera's coming off a win. All signs are pointing to Vera that he is going to use Edgar as a stepping stone and, you know, try to go on a run and be the guy. And I, unfortunately, once again, I'm not going with my heart this time, and I hate it, but I'm going to go with Vera, and I can't stand that I'm going with him. Uh, but I'm going to be rooting for Edgar. So all of my picks that you're hearing from me, I'm rooting for the other person. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Um, we move on to uh, Rose Yunez, who is the champ, versus uh, Zhang Weili. And, I mean, that should be a battle. Rose beat the bag out of her the last time. And it really honestly wasn't even a competitive fight. But Weili thinks that she's got the answer now and personally. I'm here for it. I don't I don't think it'll be a garbage fight. I think that they're both gonna throw. So um Rose is better. And I think Rose should smash her again, barring any one shot miracle. But this is the fight game. It's crazy. Things happen. I mean, when I saw Matt Sarah knock out GSP, I knew when I saw Gabriel Friggin' Gonzaga head kick Mikro Crow cop, I knew that anything could happen in MMA. So I am going to, even with saying all of those things, I'd put my money on Thug Rose every day. And I'm going to put my money on Thug Rose. So there's that. And you wrap up the card with Kamaru Usman versus Kobe Covington. And Kamaru Usman's stock couldn't be higher than it is. I mean, you know, he knocked out Vidal. He had all those big wins. He's already beaten Kobe Covington. But let me explain to you guys he beat Kobe, but Kobe stood up with him. He thought he was going to try to take him down. He didn't. Kobe fought a great fight, and honestly, if it went to decision, if he did not find a way to finish him by breaking his friggin' jar, or whatever he did, Kobe had a real chance in that fight. And I, Patrick Kearns of Big Mouth Small Words, want Kobe to win so friggin' bad it's not even funny. You might as well call Kobe brusque you might as well call Kobe the Bengals because if you are an MMA fan, you've got to be rooting for Kobe Covington here. We need a new personality. Without Conor McGregor, you need a new personality. Without John Jones, you need a new bad guy. We need a chale. We need someone that can talk shit, but we also need someone that can back it up. Usman is an amazing fighter, but he does nothing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of the... It was kind of refreshing when everyone turned into a diva, and then you just had the guys that just went in there and they threw. But now it's like, I'm a wrestling fan. Entertain me. I want you to say some shit. I want you to talk. I want you to do something. You don't have to do it all the time. But man, Usman, I don't give a crap. I don't care about you, man. I'm from the era of Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Rampage Jackson, You know, Anderson Silva, Chael Sonnen, I need some flash. I need something good. Forrest Griffin, I need need you to make me give a shit. So give me some showmanship. I'm betting on Kobe. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm betting on Kobe. I'm praying that he makes it happen. And, uh, yeah, man, if Kobe Covington comes out to a a WWE wrestler's theme, I'm going to know that I've already won. And it's going to be delicious and fantastic. So those are my picks. The other fight I didn't care about, so I didn't talk about it, <laughs> which probably that'll be knockout and fight of the night, but whatever. Uh, so watch UFC 268. If, if you got time, if you're around, I'm playing Uva Wine, Patrick Kearns. I'm playing Uva Wine on Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. I'm playing on Saturday at a Brewery 44 in Carver from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., and thank God they're MMA fans too because they worked out a deal with me so that I could play earlier so that I can get home to Bridgewater to watch these fights, and thank God when I heard the Justin Gaethje versus Chandler one was going to be on, I was like, oh, thank God I'm going to be there. So everybody watch. If you don't already, go to at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast on Instagram. I'm going to be posting a lot about the fights, a lot about the NFL and everything that's going on, I'm going to have Team map back in the building. We've got to have laps. We've got to have Batch. We've got to have another Bruins thing because there's a lot, a lot to digest and a lot to go over about the Bruins. A lot of negative energy. Debrusque is kind of doing some shit. we got to talk about it. So for now, I will say as I normally do, thank you for listening. I appreciate all you guys. We hit 13,000 streams. Go to Big Mouth Small podcast on Insta. Go to BigMouthSmallWords.com and keep listening. Appreciate y'all. Stay safe.